0: We are really in a major critical moment in American history. Let us get some spiritual insights into what God is doing in the midst of this. I just launched this poll on Twitter moments ago, and I want to launch it on the air right now, 866-34-TRUTH, 866 348 What's your view on the Trump impeachment? Is it a demonic attack against our duly elected president? Is it a righteous stand to deal with a corrupt man? Is it maybe a mixture of good and bad? Or maybe you're not sure. I give those four choices, a demonic attack, a righteous stand, part good and part bad, not sure. What's your take? 866-34-TRUTH. This is Michael Brown. And as always, when we talk about politics, when we talk about America, when we talk about the world, we're not doing it in a solely, exclusively political perspective. We are doing it primarily from a spiritual perspective. So we are trying to understand what is happening, what God is doing, what's, what is going on, what are the spiritual implications of the impeachment of President Trump? So I, I want to flesh this out with you, flesh this out, talk about spiritual things, but I want to flesh this out with you. I, w- I want to talk you through, and, and I, I want to do this as best as I can in a nonpartisan way, all right? Obviously, we are all biased in certain ways. We are all partisan in certain ways. We all have certain blind spots in certain ways. And uh, I put me right at the top of the list there. OK, that's why I'm uh, very quick to listen. I try to be very quick to listen to people who have issues and, and have other perspectives than me, especially if I know them and trust them to say, OK, what am I missing here? So, I, I, yes, I voted for President Trump with reluctance, but I voted for him in 2016. At this point, if it was President Trump against any of the Democratic candidates, I would vote for him in 2020, barring something uh, earth shattering that changes between now and then. But I'm doing my best to step back from this and and to say, okay, you can listen. Nancy and I were talking. uh, We were talking last night and she was saying it's mind boggling. She spent some time watching CNN and then she spent some time watching Fox and the disparate positions, it's not like there was a middle ground. It's that one side is evil and lying and corrupt and sinful, and the other side is right. It, it, it seemed like no middle ground. I mean, she said to me, it's, it's like you're looking at a pair of glasses, and one side says it's a kangaroo, and the other side said it's a giraffe. I mean, it's like it's not even – you know, there's sunglasses versus regular glasses versus prescription glasses. Very difficult to sort out. And then uh, news will be released, and one side is saying this vindicates our position, the other side is saying this vindicates our position. You think, what is going on? But let's, let's just recognize, friends, that the stakes are very high here, all right? Uh, just some of the implications of what can happen. And I want you to weigh in. If, if you did not vote for Donald Trump, if you did vote for Donald Trump, if if you— don't consider yourself Democrat or Republican, or you're staunchly one or the other. I'd love to hear your take on what's happening with this impeachment process. Is it a good thing, a righteous thing against a corrupt leader? Is it a demonic attack against a duly elected hardworking president? Is it somewhere in between? How do we sort this out? 866-34-TRUTH is the number to call. And obviously, i 'm not trying to get scientific polling information on my twitter feed all right i 've only got thirty seven thousand something followers on twitter that it 's a decent amount but it 's not like millions all right uh, we got far more on uh, we' just passed one hundred thousand subscribers on youtube we 've got almost six hundred thousand followers on Facebook so thankfully we we can do a polling but still these are people that relate to me, so the vast majority will be on in some level of of, of harmony okay some level of, of harmony and and will, will be more conservative. So I'm, I'm not trying to get a scientific poll. And even when you call in, it's not like we have a cross-section of all of America and we're speaking to 300 million people here and, and we're going to get 100 million calls and sort it out. So I fully understand that's not scientific. I just want to hear from you. You're my listeners, my viewers. You're part of our larger family. I want to hear from you. Uh, one caller called in, didn't, didn't want to come on the air, uh, but just cast his vote that it is a demonic attack. So you can come on and give your position. Or if you don't want to come on the air, uh, as long as Howard, our call screener, has a moment to, to talk with you, you can just tell him what your vote is and we'll we'll duly note it, all right? But, friends, the stakes are really, really high. Let's Let's think some things through. Plenty of other broadcasts you can go to today, and you'll get much more detailed information on, on everything that's happening legally and the whole process and the voting and all that. So enjoy those other broadcasts, read up, get in all the information you need to go for it. I'm, I'm going to do what I can do as your voice of moral sanity and spiritual clarity. All right, so I, I want you to think a few things through here, all right? Number one, what if it is very important in the purposes of God— for Donald Trump to continue as president. This is what if, all right? I'm putting out questions. What if there are important existential issues in America and and our freedoms, freedom of religion, freedom of speech and conscience are at stake, lives of the unborn are at stake, other perhaps international issues are at stake, our relationship with Israel, the Middle East at stake. So you, you have all these other things, and let's just say that in the purposes of God, it is important for Donald Trump to be president. All right? I'm just putting out one scenario, one possibility. Okay. Could it be that this impeachment is going to virtually guarantee his re-election in 2020 because the whole thing is going to fail so miserably, and when it, and it when it gets from, from the House to the Senate, is going to be so demolished, and people are going to see what it is, the witch hunt that it is. Again, I'm giving you one possible perspective, that this is going to just— push him in. So as bad as the thing is, an attack on a duly elected president, then it's going to turn for good because it's going to get him uh, in maybe with more of a decisive victory in 2020 and maybe with Republican control of both houses. Uh, So could that be the plan? Could it be? So in other words, it's going to backfire. And look, the impeachment of Bill Clinton Ended up getting him more votes, right? Made him more popular in certain ways. He became looked at as, as a victim in, in all of it. As guilty as he was of immorality, uh, many viewed him as a victim after after the impeachment. In any case, it didn't, didn't hurt him in terms of, of serving a second term and going on with his presidency. So that's that's one thing. Second thing, what if Trump is duly appointed, duly elected? This is a demonic Ungodly wrong thing coming against the president, and it's going to threaten him, and it's actually going to take him out. All right. Well, does that mean then Mike Pence comes in, and, and what was meant for evil, then you have Mike Pence coming in? What if, what if Vice President Pence, uh, as a man who's a committed Christian and more godly in his behavior than the president, but what if he doesn't have the backbone to do certain things that have to happen? What if he compromises? I mean, these are these are all scenarios. These are all question marks, right? Or what if Trump is destroying the nation? What if he's doing terrible, terrible damage? He's doing much more harm than good. What, what if this is a righteous move to remove someone that is abusing his power and that is leading our nation on a path of destruction internationally and massive division and crumbling nationally, and it's good that the Democrats are doing what they do, and he should be removed, all right? Or he should be so impaired going into 2020 that he can't win re-election, and, and that's good to remove him, right? That's another scenario that that some would have. What if this is God working to change the man because his behavior can be so so raucous, his behavior against others can be so demeaning to the office of the president uh, that the the nation degrades in the process. It threatens our international relations that that now mock us and mock our president. And that even though he's duly elected, that this is going to be something that God uses to refine him and bring him to repentance. Hey, look, I'm just, I'm throwing out different possible scenarios. In other words, we see what we see with our eyes. We see what we see in terms of what's obvious, but what's going on behind the scenes? And regardless of what people are doing, what is God's plan in the midst of it or God's desired outcome in the midst of it? But I mean, the sense of intensity, the sense of just utter disruption of normal life, the sense of everything being on edge and up for grabs. That's just the situation in which we find ourselves today, and it's a situation, please hear me, in which we, as the followers of Jesus, must be primarily identified as loyal to the Lord more than we are identified as being pro-Trump or anti-Trump. It is crucial right now because our nation is shaking. Our nation is in a state of chaos and confusion in so, so many ways because of what's happening now, that it is essential that we who have the answer do not disqualify ourselves from being heard by primarily being known as pro-Trump or anti-Trump versus as followers of Jesus first and foremost, and we have our political views and our political positions. All right, I want to say one last thing, and again, I'm, I'm laying out possibilities to get us to think a little outside the box, or to ask, okay, this is what we see in terms of a natural process. Is there a spiritual process? Is God doing something? And the thing I want to point out, and and this this is my big issue with the impeachment process, is from before Trump's inauguration, there were Democrat leaders who were talking about getting rid of the president. Before his inauguration, there has been talk about impeachment for several years now. Before the Ukraine call, before any of these other things came up, that's what gives me my greatest pause in terms of taking this seriously. To me, this is nothing, nothing more than the Democrats trying to get rid of Trump and thinking that maybe they have a way to do it. It could also be an example— of God giving them over to their hatred of Trump being so intense that they will do something that could be political suicide. Now, I don't know the way this is going to turn out. All right, Maybe God's shown you, but he hasn't shown me. I don't know the way it's going to turn out, but I do know there's a lot more happening than what we see. And this is a time for us to be saying, God, your will be done. God, bring about your best plan. We come back. I'm going to go straight to your calls. We've got a lot to talk about today. Don't go anywhere.
1: of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get into the line of fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. One
0: caller whose call we lost uh, wanted us to know that this should not happen to an elected official. I want to go to more of your calls in a moment, 866-348-7884. I fully understand that Trump provokes the opposition. I fully understand that there are people who are concerned about Trump at the helm of our nation, thinking that he is dangerous, thinking that he could start a war. Interestingly, he hasn't started any wars, but thinking that he could start a war or thinking that he's going to do something that's going to bring irreparable damage to our country. I understand People who hold those views, all right? Whether I agree or not is another subject, but I do understand where they're coming from, and some are sincere and not just out to get him, and it's not just because Hillary Clinton lost. In fact, some of them would never vote for Hillary Clinton, never vote for her and and wouldn't vote for any of the Democrat candidates, but they have problems with Donald Trump. I understand that, all right? I had on the air with me Professor Daryl Bach, uh, one of the world's top New Testament scholars and and a, a good friend and colleague And his position is that for evangelicals to preserve their testimony that we should advocate for someone to replace Trump in 2020, for another candidate to replace Trump because there's too much baggage with him. I'm oversimplifying his position. I understand where people are coming from in that at the same time, I see these impeachment hearings as from day one, from before they started, from when there was just talk about them, that there has been a desire to take out the president. All right, and it, to me, it is not simply because he can be obnoxious; it's because another agenda was defeated. Eight six six three four truth. What is your take? Uh, we go to Salt Lake City to start things off. Russ, thanks for calling.
2: Hey, thanks, uh, Doctor Brown. Hey, sure uh, thing. On the morning of the election, uh, there was a radio talk show. Uh, taking place down in St. George, Utah, and they were people were calling in saying, this is the reason Trump won, this is the reason that Hillary lost and everything, and I actually called into the program. And they said, well, give us your opinion, and I said, I will not give you my opinion, but I'll give you what I really believe that happened. And he said, what's that? And I said, the, the people voted, but God spoke.
1: Mm-hmm. I really
2: believe that Donald Trump has been a reprieve for our country in the direction that it was headed. And I really believe that um, you'll find that every time somebody, a righteous person, gets in, the enemy will come in and try anything it possibly can to get rid of them.
0: What, what do you mean when you refer to Donald Trump as righteous?
2: Um, in other words, not necessarily righteous as far as as his standing, but as far as the one that God has called to lead our nation. Got it. And I believe that we were in a time and period that we needed something more than just a, a, a regular politician.
0: Got it. Okay. All clear. And in your view, when someone like that comes into office, raised up with a purpose from God, there's going to be the immediate attempt to take him out. Hey, I appreciate you calling in, Russ. Thank you. 866-34-TRUTH. Let me repeat this. I want to know your views, what you're thinking, maybe as you're praying, maybe as you're watching the news, maybe as you're interacting with other friends. What are you thinking? The impeachment, the, the moving ahead to impeach the president, which means that there is a formal trial, all right, which in the natural, the House most likely voting against the, the president saying he should be removed unless there are too many Democrats in, in red states that say, hey, we can't risk this and, and we're not going to do it when it just dies there, which would be a complete disaster for the Democrats. But the most likely scenario in the natural is that the House wants to remove him and the Senate says we're not removing him. And that's where it ends. All right. What comes out of it, what gets exposed, wh- which side comes out with more egg on its face, that remains to be seen. All right. My position is let everything come to the light. Let the truth be known. Let nothing be hidden, unless there are national security measures that people can't know about. Let nothing be hidden. Let everything come to the light. And those who are on the side of truth always want things to come to the light because you have no skeletons in your closet. But what's your view? Is this a demonic attack on the president? Is it a righteous stand against the president? Is it a mixture of both? 866 3-4-Truth. Uh, let's go to John in Mississippi. Thanks for calling the line of fire.
3: Good afternoon, Dr. Brown. Uh, looking at what you were saying, or I say looking at, listening to what's being said, like I just heard the other young man talking about some things. Uh, if you look at it, I've I've seen it, and I think maybe you may have could see the same thing, and I know through uh, prayer and the intercession, but is Donald Trump more like a Joseph? He's given us a reprieve. And I heard y'all mean use the word reprieve. I yeah. think it's God giving this nation a reprieve, a seven-year reprieve before things happen. And the reason I say that, I go back to September twenty-six, two thousand sixteen, when I, early in the morning on the fourth watch, I heard out as I was waking out of a sleep, I heard "Tide before the fall." I'm giving them what they want. But because of their rebelliousness, and unrepented heart, and not willing to trust in the root of Jesse, I would not withhold my judgments much longer. He said, the government is divided, the nation's divided, I will soon divide your land. And then like I said, I've been praying about this for quite some time. And I look at what's happening right now with our nation, and I somehow believe it. it is, and I, and I, the Lord laid on my heart years before that about Noah and Joseph, everything about preparation. And we know that there's a time coming when we know, based on the book of uh, 2 Timothy, that things are going to get worse. But could it not be, and I've heard people use, you know, Trump and Cyrus as well, and I've heard Jehu and and such as that. But could it be then that the reason why we're under such a mass attack against our, our biblical faith? It's because God is giving us the time to prepare for whatever is coming next.
0: All right, so, so this would, this would be—thanks, thanks John. Didn't mean to, to cut you off in, in a mid-word there. So this would be then, strangely enough, in the midst of the turmoil and craziness that we have almost every day now, that this would be a time of rest to get ready for coming upheaval and judgment now the word reprieves come up several times a friend just sent me a manuscript and he's talking about the trump presidency being a being a reprieve you've mentioned the previous caller mentioned it um so reprieve for what what if if judgment is coming and this is a time to prepare for it? what does that mean these are all questions that that we need to be addressing and asking the lord for wisdom and john thank you for weighing in 866-34-TRUTH and by the way I absolutely welcome your call. If you have a totally different perspective than I do, all right, even even a non-Christian, non-believing perspective, you're welcome to weigh in. But in particular, I'm I'm trying to understand what other Christians, other believers are sensing, feeling at this time. 866-34-TRUTH. Let's go to Sonia in Florida. Welcome to the Line of Fire.
4: Hi, Dr. Brown. Hey. Hey, so the reason I'm calling is... um, Similar to similar to what some of the other callers have said but different. Um, I was I've been praying about this um since all this mess has started up. Well I've been praying since the presidency started. And and before that for um our former presidents too. But um in the midst of um praying for about this impeachment mess, it's been uh, probably three weeks ago. Um, something happened. um, I'm in a college town that um, on campus where they were trying to impeach the uh, student body president. And while I was, I had heard that on the radio and I was praying and I saw like the little microcosm going on on campus there because it was similarly related, we'll just say. And so in the midst of praying, I started just out of nowhere, praying against the spirit of Haman. So I was wanting to get your opinion on that, because, you know, Mm. I'm not saying that thus saith the Lord, but the more I thought about it after praying, the more I saw that, you know, the spirit of Haman, um, he didn't like it when something didn't bow down to him, um, meaning Mordecai and the anti-Semitic spirit, Spirit that Haman represents let alone just this culturally if you're not bowing down to what someone in power is saying whether it's the government or hollywood or whatever i mean we can take it away from the impeachment process and talk about you know culturally homosexuality um the whole women's thing about abortion it just
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, and obviously I wrote a whole book about that, uh, Jezebel's war with America. So, so let, me, let me respond then, since you asked for, for my take on what you're saying. So Haman was upset because Mordecai wouldn't bow down to him. So the, 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 a parallel here would be that Trump has refused to bow down to the political system, to the swamp, to the so-called deep state, whatever you want to call it, to the powers that be, spiritual or natural. He's refused to bow down to that. So he must be taken out. That would be the mentality. However, Haman's hatred was not just against Mordecai, who wouldn't bow down to him, but against all of his people, the Jewish people. So the philosophy then would be that, that if you take out Trump, this is also a war on the values that Trump is standing for. So we're not talking about his personal integrity or his personal ethic, but the things that he's standing for. So standing for life, standing for religious freedoms. Standing for family against uh, radical LGBT activism, things like that, so that the attempt to take out Trump is then the attempt to take out those values that he's standing for, which are values that are important to us. Therefore, God will turn this around for the, the, the demise of Haman rather than the demise of Trump, if we want to play it out like that. That would be my take on, on what you're praying about what you felt you saw all right a lot more to weigh in stay right here
1: The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown, your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown.
0: All right. At the very beginning of the broadcast, at the top of the hour, I launched a Twitter poll that asked this question. What's your view on the Trump impeachment? Is it a demonic attack, a righteous stand? It's part good, part bad? Or are you not Sure. So we've got our first votes in, first 193 votes now. It's it's up to as I just updated it, 64 percent saying a demonic attack, four percent saying a righteous stand, 19 percent part good and part bad, 13 percent not sure. Now you'd assume the majority of the people responding are conservative because they're with me on Twitter, and maybe the majority of those would be Trump supporters. So not a surprise to see these responses. But what do you think? What's your take? Eight six six three four truth I'm going to go right back to the phones momentarily, but I want to say two things first. Number one, things would be a lot cleaner if Donald Trump was a different type of person. In other words, let's say Donald Trump was more like Mike Pence in terms of his personal demeanor, and Donald Trump did not play with the truth the way he sometimes does. Or Donald Trump did not trash citizens, you know, some journalists somewhere by name the way he does. Or he did not provoke certain opposition with international leaders the way he does. Just he was a different type of person. But he stood for all the same things. He stood for strong borders and strong security. He, he stood for uh, economic uh, development. He stood for religious freedoms. He stood for pro-life. He, he, these various things that he's standing for. So his positions were the same, but his personality would be different. Obviously, there'd be less ammunition to go against him. There'd be less ways to attack him, but he's a polarizing figure. And some love, some absolutely love the fact that, that, that they have someone in the White House now that's fighting back and that, you know, you're going to kick me in the shins. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit you over the head with a baseball bat. So there, rather than saying, OK, I'm not going to fight back. I want to be more civil. And people are saying, good, let him fight back. And then there's some Christians saying, yeah, let them take out the baseball bat. The people deserve it. It's like, okay, you get a little extreme with your position there. So that, that's one thing. One thing that just makes it all messier. Here's the other thing. And I want to read you from Acts, the fourth chapter. I am not, I am, here, let me shout this out. I am not comparing the impeachment of Donald Trump with the crucifixion of Jesus. Everyone get that. I Michael Brown, I am not comparing the impeachment of Donald Trump with the crucifixion of Jesus. Everybody get that. Everybody get that. Okay. I just want to read to you about the crucifixion of Jesus and what the apostles prayed in Acts 4. They said, you spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nation's rage and the people's plot in vain? They're saying this because they are being persecuted for the gospel. All right. The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one. This is speaking about the Messiah. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in the city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. All right. So here's the point I want to make. Yes, the crucifixion, the way it unfolded, that was by the predetermined will of God. That does not tell me that every event that happens in human history, and everything, if, if I pick up a pen and put the pen down, that that was all predetermined by God. I do not extract that truth from that passage. But this is the central event in human history, the crucifixion of the Son of God, followed by His resurrection. Hence, this was absolutely planned out meticulously by God and ordered by God. And in that and a certain time and a certain place involving certain players, all planned out, you could say, before the foundation of the world. Am I comparing that to the the Trump impeachment? No, no, no. no. I, I said that plainly. Here's what I'm saying. Something this major in American history, with the impact that America has on the world, with the fact that this is consuming the attention of the nation and dividing the nation, something this big, to me, is something where... God is at work for a purpose of his own in the midst of it, all right? So don't just look at what's happening in the natural. God's not a chess player, and you make your move. He's like, hmm, I'll make my move. I'm seeing like two moves ahead. No, no, God sees eternity ahead, all right? God God sees the future the way we see the past, except much clearer and much more detailed. He inhabits eternity. He sees the future far more clearly than we see the past so he is working out purposes in the midst of it and it's true for the entire world that on a daily basis even in the little things god has purposes he is working out in the midst of our world in the midst of us making choices some good choices and bad choices so my bigger question is what is god doing in the midst of this how do you see as a child of god how do you see the impeachment hearings unfolding what's happening through them. I'm doing my best to step back and and try to get God's perspective to be like a son of Issachar. First Chronicles 12:32, the sons of Issachar understood the times and knew what Israel should do. That's what I'm seeking to do as his servant and as a voice that has the opportunity to speak to millions each week. That's that's my goal and we as believers don't just want to be caught up with the news cycle in a sense we have to be a step ahead of it, and a step above it. So I want to get your perspective. And you can passionately agree with my position or disagree with my position. I want to hear what you are thinking. We go to Utah. Bruce, welcome to the line of fire. Hey,
5: Dr. Brown. I'm one of your Mormon fans listening from Utah.
0: Well, thank um, you, sir. Two
5: things. You you bet. On on the impeachment itself, I, uh, I believe the root cause is— Donald Trump symbolizing the greater fear of the Democrats, his survival in office, which would mean a Supreme Court that becomes more conservative, the possibility of another justice being appointed. And that, as you know, can change the culture for generations. I think they are scared of that more than anything, because it is a brick wall against their agenda to undermine society like they did in 2015 with same-sex marriage being codified. With a Supreme Court that Trump could cause, such a thing wouldn't happen. And I believe that firmly is the root cause of the Democrat passion. Mm
6: -hmm. Number
5: two, um, and the last one, I do fundamentally disagree with you on the nature of Trump's personality. If he morphed into a Mike Pence type of person, they would walk all over him. He could do nothing right. He could walk on water, and they would say he couldn't swim. Mm-hmm. I think there is no choice to do what he's doing except the way he's doing it. So that's my take on yep, impeachment I appreciate and it. Trump's personality. Bruce,
0: that, thank you for weighing in. And, and by the way, uh, that allows me to clarify one thing. When I said Mike Pence, I, I didn't mean what would be kind of his his meek side or things like that. I just meant not doing some of the obnoxious things the president does. But I fully understand That Donald Trump has unusual backbone, exceptional backbone, and that the vast majority of people that we could have elected, if you were voting Republican, that we could have elected would have caved a long time ago. So I I appreciate that perspective very much, Bruce. Appreciate you weighing in. And keep reading the word. Keep reading the word, the word, the word. Let the truths of the word of God penetrate your heart as you do. Thank you, sir, for the call. 866-34-TRUTH. Let's go to IAMIS in Florida. I apologize if I mispronounced your name.
7: Yes. um, um, Dr. Brown, is IAMIS, A-R-A-M-I-S. Okay. Uh, I used to work for Donald Trump at the National Drown in 2015. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. These people, they're talking about Donald Trump, and they don't know Donald Trump. I know a little bit Donald Trump. He used to come like Silence in his helicopter, everybody started getting nervous. Oh Mr. Storm's coming, Mr. Storm's coming. I tell people, what's the problem? No, no, he's really, really bad. Okay. One day I was working at the calling the the ranch where people practice and he came, I didn't see him, he came. Uh good morning, good morning, Mr. Strong. how you doing? Good, good. And I, I tell her I see you last night at uh, the, on the rally factor. He said, yeah. And what I said, I said, you said this, this and that. And then he said, oh, okay. There were like, like, like forty, fifty black guys from the East Coast. I were there. I, I asked them. I have to talk to the people. Um, and they, uh, I asked them, where you coming from? They, said, no, we, we come from the East Coast, New York, New Jersey. So. When Donald Trump stopped talking to me, he went to the guys. And he started uh, uh, hugging and kissing and selfie with the guys. And the guys are racist. I don't understand.
0: Yeah, so so listen, I have never believed that Donald Trump was a racist or an anti-Semite. Personally, I, I have issues with some of his character, but I've never believed that. And uh, my friend, what's interesting is that everyone that I know... That has, that has been alone with the president or in small groups with the president uh, and, and been around the people that work for him, just like you, speak about him the same way you do. I mean, it's, it's a mystery that he can be a certain way publicly and another way privately and, and spe- treat people with respect and dignity and, and very clearly behind the scenes is very concerned about the state of the inner cities and the way minorities are treated and things like that. And working hard on that, working for prison reform, his son Jared uh, has, has a heart for that because Jared's father was in prison and, and Jared saw the unequal treatment of prisoners. And if you're certain skin color, a certain economy, you get treated a certain way and others don't. And these things matter to him. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's a mystery as to how he can be such different people the public persona versus the private. Obviously, he feels the public persona is, is the way you sell it and the way you do it. But, sir, I appreciate you calling in with a firsthand story very much. 866-34-TRUTH. Uh, Valerie and Charlotte, you are on next. What's on your heart? Uh,
8: is this me, Valerie?
0: Yes, Sorry. if you are Valerie and Charlotte, it is you. That's okay. Yeah.
8: Um, Number one, I do, you know, I do understand Donald Trump's personality. I mean, calling people names. I, and I am 150% a Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I go, why do you do that? Like, really, do you have to? And, you know, I was, I've, I've read books and I've read autobiographies. One of them, and, and I don't want to throw his name in because I love him, is Franklin Graham. And he has an autobiography called Rebel with a, with a Cause. Yeah. And it's a great autobiography. And when he was a kid, he was the troublemaker. He was, because he was so adventurous. And he, and he, um, but sometimes, and, and I have a son the same way, sometimes the flaws in our character are the very things that God uses to, um, for his good. So, right, st- so stay, so right, stay time- right
0: there, Valerie. Hang on. Stay right there. We'll continue on the other side of the break. I want to just go straight to your calls when we come back, so stay right here.
1: It's The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Get into the line of fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown.
0: We go back to Valerie and Charlotte. All right, you're saying that, that God is using Trump's weaknesses. You were just saying that before the well, break. He, go ahead.
8: There's a weakness in his personality, but that's also his strength. Because He doesn't care what anybody thinks about him. Right. So, yep. And the Understood. other thing is, if publicly... Donald Trump is a very great person. If you look at him, besides what the news reports, and you look at his rallies, how he treats people, you look at his press conferences, how he treats people, he publicly is very gracious to people. So the thing that I'm seeing spiritually, and we know that all um, authority is is put here by God. So Obama was the will of God. Donald Trump is the will of God. Um, whether he wins or loses, that's the will of God. Because God clearly says he sets all thrones, and some is for our judgment. So if Donald Trump doesn't lose, it's, America deserves all the judgment that it has. We deserve to be communist, socialist, and to be taken down. Um, but God right, is so, so in
0: that sense, uh, because we're also a democratic republic, that we're reaping what we sow. That we we make choices. God orders final outcomes, but we will reap and sow accordingly. If we make good choices, then we will reap the benefit of those good choices. Hey, Valerie, thank you for calling and weighing in. Yeah. And and there are some who say, look, you get this one little moment here where Trump demeans a reporter from CNN or someone he thinks is stepping over a line, but otherwise he's patiently trying to answer questions and take time. I understand that perspective as well. 866-34-TRUTH. We go to Iowa, Ryan, welcome to the Line of Fire.
9: Hey, Doctor Brown, great to talk with you. Appreciate you Thank having you. my call. You bet. So, um, just a couple of points. Uh, first, I, I think that uh, you know the Democrats and this impeachment thing is just—it's clearly in disarray—and I think it's kind of emboldening people who normally wouldn't be that engaged in politics because they're seeing how ridiculous it is, and they're saying, "I'm not going to deal with this," and so they're speaking up more now. And I think um, as a Christian, I, uh, I think a lot of people have trouble separating uh, some of Trump's behavior and not feeling like they need to defend that and seeing what he's actually doing policy-wise and his stances. And me personally, I, am, I work in international business and manufacturing, and I've worked negotiating with China and Korea and, and Europe and South America, and it's refreshing to see that he actually knows... How to negotiate how to use leverage how to look out 12 months and set up something you know people see these tariffs it's just a leverage point for him you know to get china to take action you know for a uh for a financial reason for what they should actually do for an ethical reason
0: you know so so it's right right.
9: negotiating in good faith
0: so it's part of the art of the deal with trump and exactly yeah so so ryan what's what's interesting is that uh Americans ultimately are going to vote probably first based on their pocketbook. You know, that's just the, the hard truth. That if, if people thought Trump was a noble man and an amazing leader and, and, and all of that, and we were in economic collapse and everybody was, un, you know, people unemployed and, and people can't put food on the table, and someone else comes along and says, I'm going to change all this, that person would probably get the votes. And conversely, if there's a robust economy, yeah. A lot of neutral voters are going to say, hey, I'm doing better. My family's doing better. But when I was in India, I was uh, waiting to get on a plane, talking to a businessman, and I asked him his view on Trump and economy. And he says, well, here, I, I, I want to show you something. He said we can wait to board. He insisted that we board it right at the end, you know, which, which we did because he wanted to show me his PowerPoint presentation. He's given this for businessmen and all this. But he, was, he showed me something that was absolutely shocking. That foreign investment, so to build companies within another country, said so that's ultimately the way the country's going to grow. That's a better indicator than GDP in terms of how much mm-hmm. foreign money is being invested for the growth of the economy within that country. And he said for years, the two countries in the world that had the most money being invested in them – were were china and india so from outsiders coming in investing money in there he said now under the trump presidency america's number one and he said that speaks very well of his economic policies interestingly this guy was more of a liberal politically but he was just looking at it financially and saying trump's doing amazing good again just another perspective there hey ryan thank you for weighing in uh, let's go to doug in advance north carolina welcome to the line of fire
6: Hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate you having me on. Sure thing. Well, so here's the thing. I'm 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 sitting here and I'm listening to the, the Truth Network and uh, I'm hearing people talk about truth and I wanted to get your perspective on something. Um, yeah, as as we speak, that Trump and, and his team are, I believe, in complete control of everything that's happening and reacting accordingly that a lot of the things that he's being prosecuted for, accused of, things that are being said are, are being allowed to happen, and he's even encouraging them by saying certain things that, that, that bring them in to where he's going to be in a position and his team to expose these people. Of uh, Case in point, he's, 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 he's being accused of the Ukraine thing. He's also accused of the Russia collusion thing. We're going to find out what the Russia collusion really was about. And how it was about Uranium One, Robert Mueller, um, and I won't even say the people's names because we'll get some people upset. But there's a lot of high-profile people that are going to go down for treason in not too, not too distant future. But he's got a position, and not he, it's not just him. And of course, the Lord has has control of it all. But I believe the Lord is working through Donald Trump and that team, who I've been following for over two years, and, and some of the listeners here have probably heard of them. And I really thank God for this team, because it's exposed some things to me that have given me a position where I no longer need faith. I know for a fact, definitively, I now know who the people of power control, who they worship, what they do, and a a lot of things that Trump has said indicate that that group is is legitimate. And there's a lot of things that about that happened beforehand.
0: Let, let Let me just jump in, just so I can get to a couple more calls. So... Doug, this would be like Trump uh, calling out Elizabeth Warren to the point that she foolishly gets a DNA test, which completely disqualifies her whole Native American claims that that what seems like being out of control, you know, people refer to as, as playing 4D chess, that he just lured people in and you think, oh, we we got this guy and you just stepped into a trap. So in your view, he is even provoking some of this to happen because he knows once everything comes to the light, it's going to be like a noose around the neck of the people trying to hang him. So, Doug, I appreciate your perspective, and we shall see in the days ahead. I just urge you, again, as I did earlier in the show number one, pray God your best, bring about your best, bring about your best. And two, be determined that you are primarily known as a follower of Jesus and secondarily as someone who voted for Trump, who didn't vote for Trump, who has this political view or that political view, let that be secondary in terms of who you are and what you communicate and how you communicate that people know first and foremost, you're a follower of Jesus. Uh, We go to Winston Salem. Jerry, welcome to the line of fire.
8: Thank you, sir. I got a question for everybody out there. After Trump got into office, Name some of the bad behavior. You can't. That's my point. You can't. The man has been doing some great stuff, and my view. But this is my view, okay? The point is, he's telling the truth, and mm-hmm. that's what's hurting. That's what's so, hurting so, people. He's
0: Jerry, the I, truth I, I think in many ways.
8: That's why
0: yeah, I, Jerry, I think in many ways he's doing exceptional things, things that are above and beyond what I expected, and he is yeah. telling the truth about some of the junk out there. But he's pretty steadily attacked people. I mean, former employee Omarosa calling her a dog, um, mocking other candidates in really harsh, demeaning ways. I mean, he's, he's still done that pretty steadily. Uh, I think you know, that's
8: why he got elected, because he's telling the truth. None of those other guys, as good as they were, that were running for president on the Republican side, as good as they were, they would not have said the things. And I'm not talking about just bad things. I'm talking about just telling the truth. For example, about the
9: Democratic Party and what they're trying to do.
0: Yeah, uh, Jerry, I, I appreciate your perspective, and I thank you for weighing in. Uh, obviously, I have a different perspective about him attacking people, but in terms of him saying things that others wouldn't say, yeah, certainly, certainly has done that. Uh, we go to David in Raleigh. Thanks for calling the Line of Fire. Hello. Yes, you're, you are on, hey, on the air.
10: Yeah, I, I, just, I just think that we have a check and balance system, and I think that uh, this is not a witch hunt. Witch hunts do not produce uh, people going to jail, which the Mueller report did. Um, and his behavior, I mean, he did withhold aid uh, from our allies, And he only uh, dropped everything after the whistleblower and compare everything with Trump's impeachment, with Clinton's impeachment, and try to equal measure and try to replace the word Trump with President Obama and think if um, the conservatives want to be pulling their hair out um, over some of the things that that, um, Trump's have done.
0: Hey, David, since you were the the lone caller that that had more of a critical view of the president, I I want to let you get the last word in there. I I do have a different take about Ukraine, etc., and and I don't believe it was quid pro quo, etc. But uh, yeah, I think what you're saying is very important for all of us, David. Switch things. In your mind, try to switch things. If you are anti-Trump, And this was happening in the days of Obama. How would you have felt? If if you are pro-Trump, put yourself in a different position and ask, how did you feel during the Clinton impeachment? So I think, David, it's very important that we do that and that we have the ability to sit down and honestly share our views and share our differences. So thank you for being the last one. And pray Uh, pray for honesty. Just
10: pray that if he's guilty, he'll be found out and if he's innocent. Yes.
0: Pray for the truth to come to light. I'm totally with you. David, thank you for calling and weighing in and listening. We're out of time, friends, but whole, whole lot more to come in the days ahead.